Support for IPR comes from Orchestra Iowa, presenting Pops on the River, an outdoor concert experience with songs from the Eagles featuring the Seven Bridges Band and the entire symphony. June 1st at McGrath Amphitheater. Tickets at orchestraiowa.com. Today is Friday. It's the 8th of July. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. The U.S. Department of Transportation has announced five Iowa airports are splitting $27 million in grants to improve passenger terminals. The Eastern Iowa Airport is getting nearly $20.5 million to expand its passenger terminal. The funding will complete the project to modernize parts of the Cedar Rapids Airport and serve commercial passengers. The Des Moines Airport is getting $5 million toward construction of a new passenger terminal. The Des Moines Airport Authority began making plans for a new terminal as annual passenger traffic crossed the 3 million mark and a lack of gates for passenger boarding limits new flight options. The Dubuque Regional Airport, as well as the Washington Municipal Airport and the Council Bluffs Municipal Airport are also getting money. These funds come from the bipartisan infrastructure bill Democratic Congresswoman Cindy Axney and Republican U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley supported. Iowa Workforce Development is looking to bridge labor shortages by training businesses on how to hire refugees. IPR's Kendall Crawford tells us the department partnered with local resettlement organizations to bring resources to Iowa employers. Before a business hires refugees, there's resources it should have in place. That's according to Stephanie Morris, director of the Refugee Alliance of Central Iowa. She says she's seen more and more businesses open to hiring non-English speaking refugees. For a state who has a population decline, and having an employee, you know, kind of shortage crisis going on. For us, it's been great to be able to to connect to employers who are willing now, you know, to, to kind of think outside of the box. Morris says employers need to be innovative when it comes to addressing barriers like language and transportation for refugees. That's why Iowa Works developed a three-part series on how to tackle these issues. They're now available online for businesses across Iowa to access. The nation's largest food distributor has joined the other businesses accusing the four largest meat processors of working together to inflate beef prices. Cisco recently filed a federal lawsuit in Texas accusing Tyson Foods, JBS, Cargill and National Beef of price fixing. The lawsuit said those companies have conspired to suppress the number of cattle slaughtered to help drive up the price of beef. The allegations are similar to ones in lawsuits filed by grocery stores, ranchers, restaurants and other wholesalers. An Iowa City man is in police custody after allegedly planting an incendiary device on campus at the University of Iowa. IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith has those details. 23-year-old Nezzy underscore Conway was arrested and charged with three felonies, two counts possession of explosives, one count of terrorism. Just after 9 o'clock Tuesday morning, UI police found an incendiary device wrapped in bright neon green tape at the UI College of Public Health. Above it, the word help was scrawled on the wall. An hour later, Iowa City police allege Conway attacked employees with a machete at the Guidelink Center, a substance abuse and mental health crisis center. He was taken into custody, at which point police claimed to have found an incendiary device wrapped in the same neon color tape in his backpack. Police searched Conway's apartment and allegedly found more incendiary devices, as well as a roll of neon tape. The Iowa Department of Natural Resources has fined a northwest Iowa dairy owner the maximum $10,000 penalty for releasing 376,000 gallons of manure into a creek from a new anaerobic digester that hadn't been properly sealed or certified. The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports winding meadow dairy in Rock Valley 
was part of a wave of Iowa dairies that got permits to build digesters last year after Iowa lawmakers passed a bill that allows animal feeding operations to exceed capacity if they have a digester to treat manure. The DNR estimates the gallons of manure leaked from the digester into Lizard Creek, which is a tributary of the Des Moines River and is one of the DNR's designated water trails for paddling. This is Here First. These days, there's an app for everything. Now there's an app for everything you love about Iowa Public Radio. Local newscasts and stories from the voices you trust, your favorite public radio shows and podcasts, plus the music to soundtrack your day. You can have it all in the IPR app. Find it in app stores or at IPR.org app. Hot and dry conditions are scorching wheat in the Great Plains, and it's predicted that harvests will be significantly lower this year. That comes as the world desperately needs wheat. Supply has been down since Russia cut off Ukrainian exports and prices have shot up. But a smaller wheat crop means farmers might not be able to cash in. Harvest Public Media's Elizabeth Rimbert reports that even with high prices, farmers could lose money this harvest. It's a hot, dry day in Kansas. Hot and dry enough that a wildfire is burning ready to harvest wheat about 150 miles from Chris Tanner's farm in northwest Kansas. See how this guy is just kind of, I don't know, what do you want to say? Tinted, maybe? It's not bright blue. That's from the fire down at Garden City. The U.S. Drought Monitor says almost 70% of the Great Plains are at least abnormally dry. Much of the region has been behind on rainfall since about September, and now heat waves have baked what's managed to survive. Usually, Kansas is known for its fields of waist-high golden wheat. But this year, the blistering conditions have scorched some of the crop into short, patchy straw. Standing in one field, Tanner wonders if it'll even make it through harvest. I mean, like this head down here, there's going to be nothing in it. It'll blow out the back of the combine. You can see the seeds kind of exposed there. It'll shatter out even before we get here. It's fields like these that have led industry groups to predict steep declines in wheat harvests this year. The crop in Kansas may go down by 100 million bushels, a 30% drop. Oklahoma's harvest is expected to be half of what it was last year. In Nebraska, Extension agent Amanda Easterly regularly speaks with wheat farmers. She says they faced drought, hail, and fungal diseases this growing season. I've heard of a number of farmers who have a good chunk of their fields zeroed out by the insurance adjusters. It's patchy in some places, but I I don't think anyone's fully escaped everything. Joseph Glauber with the International Food Policy Research Institute says it's coming at a particularly bad time. The world's been low on wheat ever since Russia cut off Ukrainian grain exports. Wheat was tight to begin with. All of a sudden, you know, Ukraine has five to seven million tons of last year's crop that normally would have been marketed by now that's stuck inside the country. So you look at the wheat market, then you think, okay, well, who can make up this grain? Maybe not the Great Plains. The dry conditions mean wheat farmers won't be able to contribute as much to short supplies. And they might miss out on historically high prices. Wheat's price tag has shot up more than 50 percent this year. But as farmer Chris Tanner knows... Prices are good, but if you don't have anything to sell, it doesn't really matter what the prices are, so... 
On top of that, high fertilizer and fuel prices have made it pretty expensive to grow crops lately. As Tanner looks out over a field, he calculates what it took to raise this wheat. Throw 50 bucks out there for rent. Uh, I said I put a, a 100 pounds of fertilizer out. Well, right now, current price of fertilizer is a little over a dollar a pound, so there's $150. Uh, your herbicide expense uh, is going to be about $10. Harvest expense, uh, approximately $40 an acre. Drilling expense, $20 an acre. Add that all up? He shelled out at least $220 an acre. And with the drought, Tanner is expecting to get less than half the wheat harvest he usually does. So even with wheat fetching around a historic $11 a bushel, he's likely to lose money on that field. You see, we've, we've rapidly wound up in the hole. Lower harvests mean wheat prices could get even higher, pushing up prices for things like bread, flour, and pasta. Bill Lapp is an agricultural economist in Omaha. We're going to have the smallest crop, the hard red winter wheat crop, since 1963. It's made a bad situation worse. And, you know, the cure for high prices, of course, is high prices. Coming up short in the face of global wheat scarcity isn't just a missed paycheck for farmers. It's personally disappointing. Farmers know the world desperately needs wheat. But Tanner says they can only do what Mother Nature allows. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Elizabeth Rempert. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including Iowa Public Radio. It reports on food systems, agriculture, and rural issues. And thanks for listening to Hear First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters.